1: Welcome to another episode of the News for Jags podcast. I'm all St. here alongside Justin Barney. Uh, we've got a very special uh, stadium yeah. podcast episode uh, planned for you here. So there's a lot of different things that are going on around the stadium issue. Um, TIA, Bankfield, kind of old at this point, yeah. one of the older facilities in the NFL. And the Jaguars have put out their renderings, their vision for the stadium of the future. We'll kind of try and work through a lot of the questions and a lot of the situations surrounding uh, the project.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... It's been rumored for a long time. They've touched on this before at the stadium of the, the, you know, the state of the franchise, meetings that they have annually. We knew this was coming and we heard about this, saw the renderings for the first time here in early June. And now the conversation really has kind of shifted from the bells and whistles of the stadium, what all it includes, to really kind of the nuts and bolts of this. And there's two pieces of that. First, if a stadium deal comes to pass, Where will the team play what's going to happen to Jacksonville during that two or four year period when that stadium is being renovated and two, the biggest one who is going to pay for these majestic (laughs) upgrades and a price tag that has either top two billion dollars for a brand new stadium or two billion dollars and change for a stadium slash entertainment district right. so who is going to split and pay for this massive massive tab and you know you hear from people why didn't Shad khan he's a billionaire he's on the forbes list why didn't he just foot this bill does not quite work that way in the nfl
1: right so let's work through a few of those issues and let's start with the price um for the proposed project because i think that is the most highly discussed point and then it, it will get to the uh, potential playing sites because as mark lamping has said in some of his community huddles and in the interview that we did with him if the jaguars get to the point where they're talking about where the team will play during construction that means they've agreed right. to a deal so let's talk price so the jaguars proposal is that they want to renovate the cons- existing structure of tia bank field um, which is gonna cost them between probably 1.3 and 1.6 billion dollars to renovate. Um, and then the price that keeps getting floated around, where we get to 2 billion, is the total sports district as they're calling it which includes basically the old lot J plan if you remember that whole thing so it would include not just a stadium remodel but a lot J plan right so this is that's that's people confuse that Correct. and say okay where's
0: this two billion dollar number coming from this is almost a blend of the old lot J project it's this in a new form um, that was shot down by the city council that missed out by a vote of becoming reality I think that was probably the best uh, best thing for that to happened because jacksonville's come back to the drawing board presented it in a plan like this where it's basically the the old lot j project in a under a new umbrella right you get a new stadium to be a focal point of that but it's beyond just a new stadium so i think jacksonville in a sense wants to continue to build off of that lot j initiative that momentum and make downtown an epicenter of excitement entertainment sports fun everything haven't been a Jacksonville resident since i've been three years old yeah. i've never said i'm gonna go downtown and have fun i want to go downtown downtown yeah it's different than being in a downtown like atlanta or in nashville or philadelphia i mean it's just so different downtown there's nothing downtown so That's uh an yeah, entertainment district would certainly help that i'm curious to see the the tenants and what would actually Materialize downtown, but again, a long-time Jacksonville resident been here since I've been three. There's nothing downtown to draw you there. Jacksonville does not have a downtown area. When the Super Bowl came here back in 2005, there again nothing downtown. How you gonna accommodate all these visitors and stuff? Well, we're gonna put cruise ships downtown. So there was some ingenuity in Jacksonville, some creativity. Again, I don't know if the Super Bowl would come here again. Uh, I think maybe one day, maybe one day new center, new stadium, new revitalized sports entertainment district is key to a Super Bowl coming here. But I don't think Jacksonville, you know, at least in its renderings and presentations did not pitch potential Super Bowls as coming here did well, say college ball playoff well did say in en- enhanced Florida georgia and stuff
1: like that but i think they're they're aiming small do you think they want to get in that college bowl rotation there's more work that needs to be done to bring a super bowl back specifically hotel rooms that was a problem when the super bowl came to jacksonville the previous time that's a problem that hasn't been fixed that's not something that this plan will fix so the stadium renderings show a lot of different things i know fans wanted roof coverage yeah. from the rain there's a roof on it no air conditioning in the building but uh... they're gonna use wind and and stuff to try and keep it cool. It's supposed to make the stadium much cooler. Uh, it is a beautiful design stadium yeah. that comes with a hefty price tag. Now, the one place where I, I think one of the questions and one of the things that a lot of people get, well, why can't Shad Khan just pay for this? So let's, let's dive into the price point of this thing. So the stadium renovation is about 1.3 to 1.6 billion dollars. Ultimately, one of the things that is ne- that can't happen is the city and Shad will never go 50 50 on that stadium um, because the NFL won't approve it. At the end of the day, like the city and Shad have to agree for a stadium deal. Mm-hmm and then the rest of the NFL owners, they have to take it to them, and then they need to get 75% to say, that's a good deal, because that sets a precedent for when they have to turn back around and Mm -hmm. negotiate their stadium deals later on. So a 50-50 deal for them would be like, well, now my city's going to come to me and say, well, why don't you do what ShotKon and Jacksonville did? And so that's why that is very unlikely to happen in any capacity. Uh, So when it comes down to the nuts and bolts of a stadium, The city is going to pay the bigger price tag for that. But what's happening is the sports district that the Jaguars are also proposing and kind of adding on to this thing is their way of saying, look, Shad's still making a major investment Mm -hmm. in this thing. That's where it gets to a $2 billion hefty price tag, a big balloon. And it gets to almost a 50 50 split where the city invests a billion dollars in total. And Shad invests nearly a billion dollars in total. And then it's very close to that 50-50 line because the NFL has nothing to do with the district around the stadium and does not care what Shad does with his money there. So this is Shad saying, look, I'm not just asking the city to spend their money, I'm also gonna to help to improve the downtown area around this stadium to try and make it successful.
0: Yeah, and Shad has been a big proponent of revitalizing downtown. He's tried to do, I mean, Shad's a businessman. He wants to make money. He sees potential in a, in a essentially an empty canvas in Jacksonville's downtown. I mean, there's shipyards down there that need to be revitalized. Museum of Science and History is uh, moving over in this grand scheme of the plan. So, I mean, there there are potential things for a Jacksonville downtown to have life and to have buzz like other downtown cities and that is a that is a a big process but Shad is attaching himself to Jacksonville's revitalization and the big thing why is Shad not going to pay for a new stadium because it's a city owned stadium the city owns the Gator Bowl TIA Bankfield whatever you want to call it the city owns that property that structure that facility so Jacksonville is going to have to invest in a facility. And you look around and you see stadium deals like Buffalo, what the Bills just got. You know, you've got the state of New York kicking in funds for that. You look at Nashville uh, with the Titans' new proposed stadium. You've got the state of Tennessee kicking in millions and millions, hundreds of millions of dollars for their new facility. That's not happening in Florida. Florida does, you know, tax, the state of Florida doesn't subsidize these stadiums for billionaire owners, and that's something that the Bill, the, the Bills have over a team like the jaguars or the bucks or the miami Dolphins, you know, the miami dolphins underwent a renovation in the 2010s over three years and that was not a sure. state-funded thing that's city and nfl stadium making those improvements together and again taxpayers see a, a one billion one and a half billion dollar price tag and they balked that you're one of only i'm i'm of the opinion that you're one of 32 teams in the nfl you've got to pay i mean I, i've seen the argument online Where people say, oh, leave, take the Jaguars, we don't need them. Leave town, you know, who's going to want the Jaguar? There will be cities lining up if a stadium deal does not get done here. And and any, I mean, you look at what Las Vegas is doing for the Oakland A's. I mean, hey, kicking in and, and putting $400 million of Vegas money to lure the A's there. I mean, they did that for the Raiders as well. So you are going to have cities. Maybe multiple cities lining up if a stadium deal doesn't get done here And I think in the grand scheme of things mayor-elect Donna Deegan Sees that and I think I don't think there's been any any spark given by the mayor's office Outgoing or incoming mayor's office
1: that this is not going to get done I, I firmly believe it will get done so two things um, from that that I want to hit on is that uh, This is essentially shot offer in the city a 50% off coupon for the downtown. I mean, hey, you, you dollar for dollar 50% off and the reason I, I kind of put it that way is because one way or another like some people have said the let the Jaguars leave thing and that is 100% a, a okay idea and I want to preface this I think revi- or, um, renovation of the stadium I think build a new stadium I think you know what's as good as new new that's just me so when I say all of this keep in mind this is not my preferred route to go with this whole thing uh, but if you let the jaguars leave town the city still owns tia bankfield or the gator bowl or jacksonville municipal stadium whatever name you want to go by the city still owns it so the city would still be on the hook for it mm-hmm. so if you want to keep florida georgia if you want to keep the gator bowl right. those are still things that would the stadium has to be kept in working use shape for and it is at making its way toward the end of its usable life so right. now if you let the Jaguars leave, the city is now on the hook for all of the renovation budget for the bank. Because you don't have to look far, just in Orlando, Camping World Stadium, a stadium we'll talk more about here in just a minute. Orlando is requesting $800 million in just taxpayer money to put that into that stadium because they don't have a long-term tenant. They don't have a Shad Khan that can go one for one with them to help and develop that. So anything that happens to Camping World Stadium, a stadium that is used for bowl games and sometimes high school games and possibly a Jaguars um, home away from home, taxpayers have to foot the bill for it because it is a community-owned stadium that has reached the end of its useful life and needs renovations. So one way or another, somebody's gonna pay for it. And it's gonna be the city of Jacksonville. And the question is, do you want shot to help or do you not? Because if, if the Jaguars leave, you got two options. Do you want to keep Florida Georgia? And if you, you're you sitting there saying yes, then you have to renovate the stadium. If you don't want to keep Florida Georgia and you want to get out of the, the major athletics business altogether, that's fine. The city still has to pay to tear down the stadium, which ain't cheap either. So one way or another, the city's going to pay something. Like It's just not just, oh, well, we just won't invest money in it.
0: Yeah, and, and you know I, I don't think if they say I'm not paying for the stadium and we're gonna keep Florida Georgia gonna keep the Gator Bowl I don't think you would necessarily have to have a billion dollar renovation yeah you have to make upgrades and bring the stadium into the you know the the 2020s and the 2030s you know Florida Georgia is gonna stay here it's been played here forever the exception of um, when they were renovating than Jacksonville Municipal Stadium, but the Jaguars were coming here. They played it in Gainesville and um, they played the Gator, Gator Bowl there um, in Gainesville at, when the stadium was under renovation. So I do think there'll be renovations for taking Jacksonville Jaguars if they move. I, you will have to spend money to update TIAA Bankfield. You will have to do it, no questions asked. But what becomes of that stadium? You just host two events and uh, the Monster Truck Jam every year there? I mean, so. I, I so let's
1: say let's say you don't do the billion dollars since you, if you're going to keep this and bring it up in the, let's just say you do the same thing camping world 800 million. You, is that a better deal for you in that in that sense? 800 million of taxpayer money instead of a billion total and then you also get another billion put into downtown. So now you get two billion put into your city mm-hmm. instead of 800 million yeah, I mean, and which and one's the better deal?
0: I'm absolutely, just... yeah, of course. I mean, and what Jacksonville the Jaguars bring here in terms of visibility, in terms of jobs, in terms of just pride. I do think that it's a vocal minority of people who say, When let the Jaguars leave, let him go, let him go. I mean, I again, I said early in the podcast, I've been here since 1979. I've seen the infatuation of the Colts when they came down here. Robert Ursay came down here with. You know, the expectation, which we now know was just kind of a bluff to get a better deal uh, up in Indy. Right. Um, you know, again, you've got pride, city pride in the Jaguars. And I remember, you know, how exciting it was. I was a senior in high school coming home from school, walking in my house at 350 on uh, afternoon and hear on the radio that the Jaguars had been voted in by the NFL. It was just a massive sense of pride. I'm 17 years old and I can at that time and I can go back and remember that feeling of joy, just the excitement town and uh, you know even the month before that when the NFL was set to award two franchises and they voted Carolina in there was just a dejectedness, kind of a pall across Jacksonville when you thought St. Louis was going to get that second franchise and essentially the NFL gave St. Louis an extra month to get all their cards in order they couldn't do it. Jacksonville's the underdog. So, again, I do think that you know we're we're sitting here almost 30 years later, um, Jaguars-wise, and I still think there's that pride, and I think people come desensitized to that fact of losing and the money issues and stuff like that. And so I do I do get that, but you cannot take away the fact that Jacksonville overcame the odds back then. I do think they'll overcome the odds now in the court of public opinion and say this is way too much. And I do think a city deal gets done and I want to touch on this number before we go to the next topic but you know last year in a UNF poll about this exact topic um, last year 80 percent of people in Jacksonville who were surveyed for this UNF poll said they were opposed to kicking in 750 million dollars or more taxpayer money Mm -hmm. to a new stadium so 80 percent of the area said we don't want it, that's way too much money mm-hmm. to, to kick in. 80% of people responded. So this year, 61% of people in that same poll said they are not in favor of $750 million to help renovate. So we're talking less money and you know, into that, in the equation that we use, 850 to 750, but 61% said they were opposed. So that's coming down a little bit. So you're talking about a twenty, almost a 20% drop in people, uh, a swing to the favorable side of people saying okay we don't want this but you know 37 percent of people saying they support that cause and again those numbers have really have really kind of flip-flopped in the last year since these polls were conducted so I do think there are people who recognize the fact of what Jacksonville means uh, what it means long term for the city of Jacksonville mm-hmm. um, again you got Trevor Lawrence back again and I, I do think that the season that the jaguars had played into these numbers you know you
1: see what happens in a successful season so i okay again Um, i i
0: don't see this not getting done
1: no i i think it'll get done look we've seen what these polls have done in politics and how they've been been far wrong on percentages um in in recent years so those poll numbers uh, those aren't, aren't necessarily scary but they do start to swing some of the thing here uh, the one thing that I'd, and I, I was actually planning to go to this and I'm, uh, so I'm really glad you said that I don't think that the Jaguar the Jaguars are going to be able to get a little bit of a lift from last year's success, but I think there's a lot of people that are even looking at it like, oh, this is planned. now they had one big year. they're coming to the city now to ask for this. Ask for this stadium and that's not it the jaguars have actually been having the ball and rolling on this if you think They did the fan survey asking mm-hmm. fans what they wanted They've been the part of the reason that these UNF right. polls have come out There's been a lot of research done with the city and with the Jaguars and when people start talking about well We want a renewed lease with the city This is all part of it in order to get that renewed lease in order the, for the NFL to vote for the Jaguars to be able to renew that lease They need a stadium.
0: Yeah, I mean, this goes back to 2019, I think is when Shad Khan first brought this up because you are looking at a stadium that has been around for a long time. It it had a massive renovation in 95. It had another big one in 2011, 2012. And again, you keep kind of putting band-aids on the Titanic, you know, trying to plug a hole, plug a gap, and eventually you're gonna have to Realize that ship's going to go to the bottom, or you need to pull out of the water. So, and I, again, it's the time to do it. The Jaguars have been laying the groundwork for this for probably mm-hmm. four or five years, pretty consistently. If you remember at the state of the Jaguars, maybe three years ago, this topic was addressed. Okay. They hired a design firm, you know, to look at you know the infrastructure. Could the bottom of the bowl be used to save you know 800, 900 million dollars as opposed to a new stadium? It can. So they've been working this for
1: quite some time there's, there's just happened to kind of coincide it with. just kind of all kind of went together which you know what sometimes timing is timing but the one thing that there is on this and as we've talked about this price tag um, before we switch to the last topic I wanted to, to make sure that we, we there is a there is a timeline and there is a a uh, a clock that is already ticking on this so the price tag that we've talked about for the stadium and possibly for the whole sports district for the stadium is 1.3 to 1.6 billion for the entire sports district is $2 billion. Now that price does nothing but go up. Keep that in mind. So the timeline that they have for the materials and the pricing and the design to all stay at that price is until October. After October, according to an uh, interview that Mark Lampin did on the Frank Frangie show, there would have to be a decision made, very likely by Shad Khan, as to whether or not he wants to invest a million dollars a month to keep the price the same to keep that price at the same spot, or risk inflation getting to it and things starting to creep up in price. Mm-hmm. Which, when you start talking about billions, you don't really want right. to. Like, like a twitch is a lot of money. So there, there is already a ticking time, a ticking clock on this thing. Of, can there be a deal done by October? Is it close enough that Shad feels like he wants to make the investment to keep the price? stagnant at where it's at right and start making purchases with that million dollars a month investment according to mark lamping so that's just something to keep an eye on not saying that there will right. be or won't be i think october is very close i highly unlikely that the city and the jaguars come to a firm agreement by october but if there's enough groundwork laid where Shad feels comfortable enough to start making the the payments per se Um, To keep the price stagnant so that way he doesn't have to come back Mm -hmm. to the city and say well I know we talked about two billion, but now it's two point five billion or whatever Um, Or then you start taking things out of those renderings that people are hoping for and then now people are looking at the renderings After it's built like what happened to all the trees? Well, that was budget cuts, buddy Um, All right, so now part of this plan. There's two directions that this thing can go is the jaguars can either play in the stadium or they can play somewhere else during the renovation. Because it is a renovation, there's a lot of construction. Mm -hmm. So if the Jaguars play in the stadium, it is a four-year plan, which means you take the TIA bank field that you know and love, and then you take all the ramps out and stuff like that and and think about living through that for a year. And then maybe you come back and there are ramps, but then there are no no elevators, no escalators around the building. Things like that will be gone over the course of one year to the next year for four years before the thing is finally completed. Now, the four-year plan costs more money. It costs uh, close to 190 million, 200 million more dollars than the two-year plan. Now, the two-year plan requires the Jaguars to place someone else, somewhere right. else besides the bank for two years while the construction process goes on. Now, the Jaguars lean toward the more cost-effective plan and say, let's just get out of here, let's get this thing done, as opposed to going with the four-year plan. I hate the idea of the Jaguars playing somewhere besides the city of Jacksonville, just me. Uh, so I am not the biggest fan of a two-year plan. But that, that is a part of this process is, and the way Mark Lamping said it, and I, I can agree with that, if the Jaguars and the city get to the point where they're talking about where the team's gonna play, and if it's a two-year or four-year plan, That means they've agreed that they're gonna do a deal. So that is good news of it, is that if we really get to the point where we're knee deep in two or four, which one of these stadiums do the Jaguars play in, the stadium deal's agreed on at that point. So now they're just kind of dotting some T's and crossing some I's. But this is definitely a part of the discussion because down the road, this is gonna be a big factor and something that's gonna push some fans the wrong way. Yeah, and that's it. I think when you
0: get past the renderings and the presentation and the flybys and everything that looks good and the, the outer silver lining I and mean, beautiful, I mean, state of the art stadium, you start getting down to, okay, it's like a car negotiation. You see that nice Tesla in the lot and you start saying, ooh, man, this is, I'd love to have this, I can, and then you start saying, "Oh, financing, I've got to pay 9% for 98 months to, and that, that's the scary part of this kind of negotiation. And then you start saying, okay, for the Jaguars, am I gonna still be able to see them by driving 20 minutes, yeah, to a stadium that's under construction, or am I gonna drive an hour one way, more, an hour more one way, um, to Orlando, to Daytona, to Gainesville. It's, and I'm like you, I hate the thought of the Jaguars having to play in Gainesville or Orlando or, you know, four games in London instead of one. I, it, it's, a, it's a spooky kind of thing to see that team in your backyard go somewhere else. And I, I would hate that for local fans, who have attended these games forever, they feel that's their team, to have to go elsewhere to do it. But You look at teams in recent years who have had to do that. Did something last week about teams who have been displaced through stadium renovations, upgrades, you know, Hurricane Katrina with the Saints. And
1: very few of them physically left their city.
0: Right, so the Saints were one of them that had to leave their city and that's that situation I don't I don't think that's the 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 best gauge of that but again that's the Saints are very attached to New Orleans you're from there Mm -hmm. um they played in three different states that year so that was a a very I mean just detrimental thing while New Orleans was trying to rebuild they came back 2006 was amazing and just united the city but other teams you know the Bears played at the University of Illinois for one year that was almost two hour drive Um, but other teams have played Locally at colleges nearby regional colleges that were five ten minutes away So uh, it it just would hurt to see the Jaguars Elsewhere, I, I remember when Shad Khan the pandemic year talked about two home games in London and the uproar That was because fans didn't want to give up another game Obviously the pandemic scuttled that but two years away from Jacksonville could it be done or four years here and There are options if Jacksonville wants to play still in Jacksonville, there are options as well. But mm-hmm. very, they would require a lot of, of hustle and a lot of money and a lot of retrofitting for a place like UNF, a yep. um, place like the baseball grounds. So it comes down, you're gonna spend money either way. You're gonna spend money to rent Florida Stadium, Florida Field, you're gonna spend money to rent Daytona International if that's an option. Yep. You're gonna spend money to play somewhere else and you're gonna add a, a drive, an hour, hour and a half drive to that or do you do you retrofit something here or do you play games in a stadium that's been under construction like a war zone if we've seen the under construction thing around TIAA a bank field for the last couple of years and it's miserable right. so i'm of the assumption if you have to play somewhere else do it in daytona but my preference would be to keep the games here in some capacity whether that's you know, if you invest $100 million in UNF and bringing that up to code, the NFL code, or the baseball grounds or something like that, you leave behind a pretty darn good product for another area team to benefit from and enjoy. Or if you take the games out of town, I would like to see them keep the games here in some capacity, if at all possible.
1: I, I agree with you. Here's the one thing. I was in Texas, uh, my first job was in College Station Bryan, Texas, so I covered a little bit of Texas A&M. They just so happened to be renovating Kyle Field, the historic Kyle Field, while I was there. Let me tell you, stadium is very nice now, but that renovation process was, it was painful. Um, They tried to do like half at a time, fans hated it. There was a lot of things that were inconveniences. And this project seems to be far more drastic and intrusive than It would when kyle field's renovation would be so there would definitely be some game day life altering things Mm -hmm. that fans would be trying to live through that would not be fun and a four-year renovation does not sound like something that fans are going to want to really deal with but again i'm not the guy that wants to take the jaguars out of jacksonville let's talk about each one of the options to me um that are on there right now i think what we got four of them right daytona uh the swamp camping world stadium and
0: i think there's two in daytona that are conversational i think there's uh daytona international speedway which is the popular one and then there's also a stadium there daytona stadium that's a potential site for jacksonville held high school state championship games there um are are we talking tallahassee we talking
1: you know it's probably just those three um for the most part but let, uh, let's act, and we'll we'll go through the local options as well. so we'll we'll go through all five. So we'll start with probably the, I guess the right now if I, if I was gonna put betting odds out, I'd say the favorite's Gainesville. right Gainesville has they host football games right now. That is the pro. You don't have to reinvent it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jaguars can basically ready made walk in. Um, Gainesville's not terribly far, right? but the fan experience that you get at the bank and the fan experience that you're gonna get at the swamp, a little bit different, seats right. are variously different. Um, that is a huge stadium and I can't imagine that we're gonna get 90,000 fans in there for a Jaguars game, just saying. Uh, my biggest concern when it comes to, to Gainesville, two of them, I don't think the, the there, I think there are a lot of Gators fans and a lot of Florida State fans here in Jacksonville. Right. How many of them are going to want to drive to Tallahassee on Saturday and then drive to Gainesville on Sunday? Yeah, it makes or sense. Or drive to Gainesville on Saturday, drive home, and then drive back on Sunday? I think that is going to be a hurdle for some people that, oh, I'm going to my Gators game or I'm going right. to my, my, my Seminoles game, but now I got you want me to add another drive back? For, for, I think that's gonna be a yeah. little bit of a hurdle. My other is that the Gators are gonna play there on Saturday. Yep. And if you watch Gators games, that field gets tore up. Tore up. Mm-hmm. You want the Jaguars to play there a the day after, and we wanna do that for a full season loop? That field is gonna be mud. Yeah,
0: that, again, that's how, how many games are we talking? We are talking probably four home games for the Gators, seven or eight for the Jaguars, and you're playing, you know, could that field surface handle that? Could that field, that's natural grass down there, could that field surface handle that much turbulence? That's I remember low. I remember, in when the city of Jacksonville looked at bidding on high school football state championship games, and this is back in 2015, 16, 17, they looked at doing it at TIA Bank Field. Mm-hmm. And why it was not bid on with an official bid for the city of Jacksonville submit that bid is because they thought it would be too much wear and tear on a... that's used by professional athletes so you're talking at that time would probably have played six maybe seven state championship games on TIAA Bank Field so we're not talking the full run of gamut eight games on there we're talking smaller you know six or seven state championship games over a two-week period and then you've got the Gator Bulldogs football game you've got the Gator Bowl coming up so you're adding you know probably eight nine games yep. to a Jaguars field over a period of about three months and the city just looked at it and said that's not we don't think that's the good return on investment right there so you're that certainly has to come into consideration and that's when you're talking about high school kids playing the bulk of those games on now there you're not professional athletes right. so that field surface question certainly applies when you're talking natural grass at Florida Field That's so the- I do think that is and
1: keep in mind, it's Florida, we get rain. We get yeah. rain, and the more rain you get, the harder it is to keep that field right. So just just something to keep in mind. All right, um, so we'll go from that one, which I think that's the, that's the Bet Nod's favorite. It's the most ready-made, it's mm-hmm. just move it to Gainesville. Bam, ready to go. If you go to Camping World, where the Jaguars are literally moving from one stadium that needs a renovation to another stadium that needs a renovation because the city of Orlando is literally trying to propose to renovate that stadium right now. So, so and had, you, if
0: you had been to Camping World years ago before it underwent a massive renovation, I made, I made a comment during a state championship game one year, It felt like you needed a tetanus shot to go into Camping World Stadium at the time because it was so bad. I mean, rust things everywhere. I mean, that that place has held so many games, XFL games, the first iteration of the XFL. I mean, that stadium was ratty looking. And it's, again, it's had $500 million poured into it in renovation. It's still, again, it's.
1: um and it that and along with soldier field is a recipe of why when you do a renovation go all in and do it right because if you do it wrong it might be worse than when you started (laughs) just saying all right so now we've we've worked our way through those two and the last three i kind of want to lump together because all three of these kind of come with a price tag attached so we talked about how the four-year plan would inflate the price probably about 190 million. Mm-hmm. Well, the two-year plan with either one of with any of these three options probably is right in that same ballparkish area because all three of these facilities would need major renovations made um, in order for them to be up to par. So the two that are in Jacksonville, let's do those first: um, the baseball grounds, One to One Financial Ballpark, okay. and Hodges Stadium, which is the track field at UNF. Um, both of them are options, but both of them would need major renovations right. to be able to house them. Um, we can start with Hodges. Uh, if we're going to do one that's locally, I think Hodges is an option. There's parking there. It is a world-class track facility. Um, my biggest question is that after you put this $150 million or so that you're going to put in to, to renovate it, how much of that really goes towards helping UNF? as a facility later on because you're gonna add probably temporary stands that they don't need Um, you're gonna add locker rooms over there that that they'll be able to use for some of the events Mm -hmm. that they do but how much of those improvements really go toward improving that UNF campus and improving Hodges stadium for uh, them for the long haul
0: that's and that's a good question I look at you know when the, the Super Bowl came here in 2005 Bartram Trail was the host site of the AFC champion which was the Patriots and the NFL spent probably $500,000 to upgrade Bartram Trail to a standard for an NFL team. They completely redid the field. George Toma uh, did a fantastic job on that field. Um, they added new locker rooms and at this time, Bartram Trail, back in 2005, that area was still really walled off. There wasn't anything around there, just trees one way in, one way out. So. They picked it, they revitalized it, and it was great for Bartram Trail. They had new locker room facilities, their field is still the best one in the area nearly 20 years later. So, yeah, there were some residuals for a high school team benefiting from the NFL making an investment and, and coming here. Um, I don't think that would happen again, you housing an NFL team, you know, at a, at a high school field for a Super Bowl. But I do think, you know, uh, if you if – you, Take the hodges Stadium thing. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to add probably 20,000 seats to Hodge Stadium to bring it to NFL compliance. Massive stadium upgrades, you know, facility upgrades where you need to have seating and then locker rooms over there. So yeah, I do think that infrastructure would be beneficial to UNF in the long run. Maybe bidding for high school football state championships or or having an area UNF doesn't have a football team. So you know, something like a general use area which this which Jacksonville North Florida really lacks and you know you you look at areas like a Daytona Municipal Stadium down there in Daytona Mm -hmm. that's a municipal field high school high school teams play there but then Cookman plays there it's great but thing city of Jacksonville St. Johns County you know surrounding areas do not have the benefit of a multi-use field so could UNF, long-term, with these upgrades become... Well, there's
1: one. It's just not big enough. It, it's
0: not big enough. But, I mean, if having that beautiful municipal use field, even though it would be on the campus of UNF, I think it would be
1: fantastic. Well, and, and it'd be interesting. My, and I thought about that, too. I said, well, if UNF ever added football, but then you say, okay, well, they're not going to want a 30,000-seat stadium if they add a football program. Uh, so you, you start to work through things like that. So the other local option is one-to-one financial ballpark. Same kind of question. Right now, currently, the way that thing is set up, football field is about a yard short. Mm -hmm. So they'd have to move the back wall back, um, add temporary seats. There are going to be some bad sight lines. They're also going to have to work around the jumbo shrimp a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, And how that, you know, those renovations, trying to do those during their season or during their off-season, making sure their games are played. Uh, So there there are, are hurdles logistically with that one. Locally wise the biggest pro for that is it keeps it right in the sports district your game day experience doesn't change a whole lot if you tailgate um, At tailgaters for for the one of the games at the bank You can still tailgate there and just walk over instead of going in the bank you go to the ballpark. So a a lot of your game day experience as a fan wouldn't change Um, The question is what that game day experience as a fan would look like the ballpark does host games now It does have some concessions and things built in but the additional seating, the expanded locker rooms, the facilities for the referees, some of the, the things that they're gonna have to add and adjust yeah. and move the back wall, how much does that ultimately benefit the jumbo shrimp in the long right. haul? Like, is this just a $150 with thrown out the window for after two years, or are these improvements, again, that can help the team and be used? Because if, if you can say, all right, well, here's our plan to redesign one-to-one financial, give it a facelift, and this is a win-win for everybody involved. Where do I say or, yes? Right or, now? you
0: know, potentially down the line, Major League Baseball team coming here.
1: You know, that city's always had
0: a fascination with having another major sports franchise It's a triple he's a team. Pitches, I mean, so, hey, I, to, <laughs> he's I making think, pitches. So, hey, I do think that, yeah, I think, again, if you can leave something Go get better. get the Oakland A's? Yeah, <laughs> hey, why not? So, uh, leave something better than you found it, something infrastructure-related that yeah. would help, you know, hey, who's to say, infrastructure upgrades at UNF would not allow UNF to host a track national championship that's been in Texas or University of Oregon or something like that for the future. So I do think that something here locally would be ideal. And and I'll throw a wild card in there. So we have a a soccer team coming in 2025, the USL soccer franchise. Sure. And Steve Livingstone, one of the owners of the team, said, we're looking for a facility. We want a 15,000 seat facility to come, you know, to help our team get off the ground. I know they've looked sure. for property. I don't think they've uh, settled on anything yet, but hey, I'm just throwing a shot in the dark. A team coming in in 2025, 20, playing a USL. They're already planning on a 15,000 seat stadium. You double it. Hey, it's facility's not built yet. You've got the NFL help with the Jaguars. Bump that facility up to 25,000 seats, 30,000 seats. Make it an NFL team. The Chargers played a very similar facility Uh, During three seasons, when before the SoFi Stadium was complete, a multi-use facility. Again, I think it was 27,000 seat stadium at the time. Mm -hmm. So again, that's that's a wild card option because that's not built yet. That's a wild
1: card option because the the same reason I say that is the same reason I have questions about the Jumbo Shrimp and UNF is we start adding these seats. Like, is the USL team really want a 30,000 seat stadium? Right. Because now when we start talking about 25, 30,000 seats. If you don't pull in 20,000 fans, it'll look empty. Yeah. Even if you have a good crowd. Of course. Um, so that that's the question for infrastructure for some of those things. All right, last one, and this is an interesting one. I've liked this. You've idea liked this from, from the day start. One. You've I've liked this from the start. Championed it. Champion it. Uh, Daytona International Speedway uh, is an option. The Jaguars are meeting with them uh, to talk about possibly using them as a site for these games. Now the Speedway has hosted uh, football games way back in the day, but nothing recently. Um, The last time a NASCAR facility did, it was Bristol. They hosted a a college football game between Mm -hmm. Tennessee and Virginia Tech. I just happened to be at that game. Um, I think that the Speedway knows how to handle crowds. Parking would be fantastic. Some of the sight lines would be interesting, to say the least. But I think that... The drive, when you start talking about, all right, well, I need fans to drive somewhere different, If I need you to drive to Gainesville. The drive, if you've made the drive to Gainesville, and you've made the drive to Daytona, I'm willing to put money on the table right now which one you prefer. Right, Because the Absolutely. drive to Daytona is a straight shot. So I think the drive is there, the facilities are capable of holding these large events, and I'm, will, I'm really interested to see what Daytona's mock, because they host large events, they host large soccer events. Right. Um, plenty of space for tailgating and things like that for Jaguars fans to make this a thing for two years and make it their own. Um, but it would take a little bit of doing.
0: Yeah, it would take a little bit of doing. But again, of the options, the out of area options, If I'm ranking them, I'm with you. I like the Daytona Thought, and I like the Daytona Thought at the Speedway, or I like it at Daytona uh, Municipal Stadium down there. That stadium hosted high school football state championship games. It was a total mess down there how it was set up. So I do think the stadium, um, the the roads coming in would need some upgrades. Been getting that host Bethune-Cookman football games, hosted NAIA football championship a few years ago. So that is an option there. Again, infrastructure upgrades would need to happen. But I like the Daytona International option. Yeah, it's as Mark Lamping had told a, a Venues Now publication, it is wonky. It's a weird setup. Um, you would have to bring the, the bleachers or the stadium seating in from the far side of the, um, of the back stretch to make that a little bit more accommodating. You don't want to have binoculars out there, fans looking to just to see the field. So, right. you know, the, the stadium seats over 100,000. Um, so, uh, yes, again, would need some infrastructure upgrades to make that viable it would be wonky it would go with the uh... the jaguars florida man kind of theory of being kind of out there mm-hmm. um, you know holding race holding games at a nascar track but again you know jacksonville may reach uh, the super bowl of racing in nascar before it reaches an actual super bowl but i do like that option more than camping world i like that option more than uh, gator stadium I and mean, that the benefit of camping world, you don't have another team on there playing. So the right. field's gonna be like a regular field. They all have benefits pros and cons. Yeah. And you know, Daytona is again a straight shot for fans. You're talking you could be there in, in an hour and five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um those roads are capable and and set up to handle gobs of traffic. The parking is not a problem, tailgating is not a problem. Yes, the, the seating would have to be configured differently, but I do like Daytona. If I'm ranking the out-of-area options. Daytona one for me. Gators, Florida Field would be two. Mm-hmm. And final would be Camping World.
1: All right, rank your two in area options. Or well, I guess your three. You can say four year, UNF, or uh, one-to-one financial. Where where you at with those? I,
0: I think UNF. I think, UNF, you know, from then,
1: a- then one-to-one, one, then four year? I Is think that so.
0: Is uh, UNF for me. Baseball grounds are still downtown, kind of in the hub. Mm-hmm. Your Jaguars, Miller Electric Center is right there. So, I mean, again, right. can, you can do things there. And I do think
1: that USL Stadium site is still worth Okay, exploring. so you want that one. I'm, I, I'm a, I'll flip-flop a little bit. If I'm going to rank the in-town options, I'd go one-to-one financial uh, ballpark just because it keeps it in that quadrant down there. Um, and you know what if you're talking about maybe bringing an MLB team here one day who knows <laughs> uh, I, but I, I like it Keeping it in that downtown quadrant fans. You don't have to reinvent uh, your game day experience that much um, And you can always go and look at how the construction's going yep. which is always cool to be able to watch that process um, Then I'd go UNF then I'd go four-year um, The four-year plan It's just not convenient it's four years. Do you really want to live through that? That's just going to be weird. Parking's going to be terrible. Uh, the game day experience won't be fun. Uh, but we'll be talking a lot about this because this is a this is going to be a long road. Yep. Um, it's going to be an interesting one. We'll see how some of the developments come. Um, if you have more questions, um, feel free to reach out to us on social media. We'll see what we can get the answers to on a lot of them. Uh, Mark Lamping is going around doing these huddles around town to try to answer some of the questions. But we know questions will continue to pop up. Find us over on newsforjax.com or reach out to us on social media and we'll try and answer every stadium question that we can get, come across uh, because this is a very important topic. Yeah, absolutely. So
0: before we go, what are your chances of a stadium deal getting done? What are your chances of the Jaguars moving? Mm-mm. Completely moving, the city butting heads, being at an impasse, not happening. What are your odds on things getting done?
1: I'll give you an 80% right now. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm at 75, 80% that the deal gets done. Um, I just think I, I think there's too much there. I think that the the Miller Electric, uh, Shad made an investment in that. Shad's making other investments around downtown, from trying to get that UF campus there on um mm-hmm. on the the fairgrounds to the shipyard projects to you know the promise of the Four Seasons downtown one day. Uh, to, to basically saying he'd invest a billion dollars to make this sports district a reality, giving the city a, a 50% off coupon on development. Um, I, I, I'm at 75 to 80% that this gets done. Um, if it gets to that point where it doesn't, um, I think that the, the holdup was just the price tag. Yep. And I think that I don't think that's going to be the holdup. Nobody wants to be the one that loses the
0: Yeah, team. I'm with you. I- I'm higher on that, we've had this conversation before. I don't think there's any way the Jaguars leave. I'd say 99.9%. Again, having been a Jacksonville resident for as long as uh, many people have been there covering team since 98, I don't think there's any chance that this deal does not get done. I don't think mayor like Donna Deegan wants this to happen. I don't think city council wants it to happen. And I know again, the, the UNF polls and the vocal minorities clamoring, send the Jaguars elsewhere. I don't think that happens. I think Shad Khan and the Jaguars want to be here. Um, I think the investments say that. And, again, this is not a deal that has to get done at the end of the next month. I mean, this is a deal the Jaguars' lease runs through the end of the 2029 season. So they have time. I mean, Buffalo Bills had to extend agreements and lease agreements to get a stadium deal in the works. So right. they were
1: down to the last, you know, the last couple of months. time. So, yeah. again, this. But keep in mind, as I mentioned, the price tag will change if we if it stretches out too far
0: i say 99.9 percent this gets done i don't think there's any way jacksonville leaves i think they're here long term like another 30-year lease 25-year lease or something will happen after that stadium deal gets uh, greenlit and i do think it'll be that eventually will be that two month or two year the 30 month is what they've tabbed it a 30-month renovation to do this i think that 30 month is what they will eventually go to mm-hmm. i it just i don't see fans wanting to i know it's it's great to keep the Jags playing at the stadium when that's going on. I just, four years of construction. Mean, four years of construction. I mean, can you imagine that? Four years of, of it, was been, it was bad when stadium construction was going on and parking was limited the last two years. Yeah. So I think it, it ultimately lies on a 30 month renovation.
1: And keep in mind, like this is major construction. Like when I say, when I, I said like ramps would be removed, that's not a joke, like you might have one side of the stadium you can go to to get up to a level and have to walk completely around to get to your seat. Yeah, because uh, they're widening the ramps in the renovation project. So um, it, it would definitely be a major undertaking. Four years definitely would be a, a huge inconvenience. Um, but we'll keep talking about this. Uh, thanks for tuning into this episode. We have plenty more. You can always find stuff over on newsforjax.com, and we'll see you next time.